Hey, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy DM Prep. This is a weekly show shot 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Times on Twitch in which I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday D&D game. In this case, I am running the game, I'm running an Eberron homebrew game called uh, Eberron the Second Morning uh, taking place in Eberron. This show... Uh, like all of the work of Sly Flourish is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. You can become a patron of Sly Flourish by going to patreon.com slash Sly Flourish and helping to support the show. Uh, your support helps pay for bandwidth. It helps pay for equipment. It helps pay for all of the different, you know, keeping servers online, all sorts of things that I need in order to keep uh, the Sly Flourish Empire running is all funded by the patrons of Sly Flourish. If you are a patron, thank you very much. So today uh, we are going to continue our... Uh, the, 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 the prep of the adventures uh, where the characters are going through the Mornland on their way to the City of Making, which is inside of the Glass Plateau, uh, where a huge, where, where villains are building the next weapon of mourning. So uh, there's a few different villains. Probably the, the two primary villains are the Droam, led by the daughters of Sorakel, and a uh, freelance villain named Lido Skal, who is currently working with the daughters of Sorakal. Uh, used to work for them, then broke away from them, and is now working for them again. And they, ha they have all of the components they need to build a new weapon uh, weapon of the morning. So if you think about, like, the morning is this continent that got, or this whole region of the world that got destroyed by, this, by something. This group is trying to build another one. And, and um, yeah, we can get into reasons why. Uh, there's good reasons why deterrent is really why deterrent and leverage is why the draw on want it. Why does Lido want it? He just likes power. Uh, but another group is going for it too. And that's probably the Lord of Blades is trying to do an end run and, and see if they can sort of grab it at the last minute. So that's sort of another variable. Uh, then there is a fourth variable, which is the dreaming dark. The dreaming dark is manifested by these crystal balls uh, called the emissaries. And the characters currently carry one of these crystal balls uh, known as Lack uh, with them. Lack is a super powerful sentient crystal ball that can show them the future, that can show them scrying stuff, that can even like mind control people and do stuff when it wants to. And it has a goal and a, and a drive to get to uh, Claw Rift in the middle of the City of Making, which is in the middle of the Glass Plateau, which is in the Mornland. Four concentric areas. Um, so when our characters, la let's take a look. Uh, we can we can look at the notes uh, for the last game. So let's go here and go to my Everon notebook. Uh, as always, I am using Notion to do my campaign planning. Uh, I have a Notion template. You can see uh, links to it in the show notes. Um, and uh, I've just put it in the Twitch chat too. Uh, I love Notion for doing game prep. I've now been using it about six months. Uh, and I have a template, a lazy dungeon master template for Notion that you can uh, that you can use if you want to use the notebook in the same way I'm using it here. I just I find it really easy to use. So this is for my Wednesday game. So we're going to put that one away and put that in old adventures. And in here we'll go to the bottom. Uh, why do I have all these fifteen and they don't have dates on them? Uh, this looks like. Uh, these should have, whoa, what happened there? Uh, these should have dates on them. Uh, they, they should say whether they're Sunday or Wednesday games, and they don't. Uh, this one looks like a Wednesday game. Yeah. Whoa, Wednesday D&D with an ampersand does not work. Uh, I'm just, now I've got the OCD. Um, there, now oh, I feel better. Uh, of course, look, it's like sometimes it's Eberron, sometimes it's D&D. &D. Whatever, it's okay. That'll be okay. I'm not going to fix that. So last Sunday, let's look at last Sunday's now. So the strong start was they were, yes, so they began in the Dam of Galifarian Kings uh, fighting a bunch of befouled weirds and a clay golem. It turns out banishing a clay golem is really easy to do. And I think we now have at least two characters with banish. Uh, maybe more. And I think I have three characters with Counterspell. And boy, ah, that, that's annoying. Counterspell and Banish are kind of annoying spells on a DM perspective. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't like them. And, uh, but they banish the Clay Golem because it turns out Clay Golems, while they are powerful, 
uh, have a charisma of minus five, which means banishing them, even with magic resistance, doesn't matter because it's a charisma saving throw. And minus five means they have to hit a 20, which means their odds of succeeding on a banish, uh, even with magic resistance, is one in 10. That sucks. Um, maybe a little bit more than one in 10 because you could get both 20s. I don't know. I, but it's like 10 and a half or something like that. Um, so it turns out banishing a clay golem is really easy to do. Uh, and befouled weirds, uh, you know, these were elementals that they fought. And, and, uh, so how'd it go? The, the battle was fine. They were, you know, they were at risk. People dropped. Uh, it was hard. Then they had to figure out, like, how, what do we do with the golem that we've got? Um, so that, that works out. That worked out really well. And uh, so they went to the guard, they finished the dam, they got the dam working, it powered up Karshak. Karshak is a huge, powerful, uh, psychotic uh, warforged train. And the, it's the train that's taking them across the Mornland to get to the Glass Plateau. And the train said, I won't kill you all if you go to the city of Faragon and recover uh, my mate's um, crystal, a uh, memory crystal. Uh, my mate was another warforged train named Mycenta who killed themselves. And I want, I want Mycenta's memory crystal back. Uh, I want to save them and I want their memory crystal back. And it's held by, um, uh, this member of the house Orion named Geneth the Orion, a dragon mark member of house Orion, who's being protected by, um, a guild of, assassins uh house therani assassins led by a an assassin named needle so uh so they went back on the train they traveled to the city of galifar uh, i'm sorry the city of Far faragon they uh, started going through the city they were making their way and along the way they saw this huge molten pile of metal with spikes sticking out of it and pieces of warforge that were bound into them and they looked up and saw mutated uh, wyverns flying around up above and they flew in and our um, uh, warlock banished two of them and succeeded. So she's currently got two of three wyverns banished and that was when the Calarail shows up. Uh, the Calarail uh, is a creature that I'm taking from um, Arcana of the Ancients and um it is a huge, this, this is continuing to fit my Dark Tower, Stephen King Dark Tower theme, because it's like a giant gorilla. This is very much like um, Shardik. Is it Shardik? Or Shardik the, uh, I, I can't remember. There's uh, multiple names for the uh, massive, um, Shardik is the bear. So this is very much like the bear, only it's a big gorilla. And, uh, it is an artifact-eating machine. It's an artifact-eating creature. Uh, and it, it it has like these really, it's it's powerful. It's CR 14, 180 hit points. Legendary, has legendary resistances. Um, boy, I wish my, you know, Clay Golems had legendary resistance. And hits like hell and has this object absorption where you can like suck things out. And I think it's going to do this to art, to, to, um, Warforged. I think he can eat Warforged um, and starts to digest them. Um, so I think that that's going to be kind of a fun thing to do. I'll probably do like slam damage, you know, you know, kind of pulls them over and they have to make these dexterity saving throws or get like smashed into it as it starts to like absorb them. I think I'm going to do some, some, you know, B DMBS house ruling on this creature um, to use this object absorption power that it's got to uh, absorb our uh, absorb warforged creatures warforged warforged members that's gonna be a lot of fun uh and they're like they burn by acid and stuff really gonna be you know it's gonna be deadly and on top of this by the way they've also got um uh wyverns and if it busts the concentration the wyverns are coming back so they got real troubles um so that all happened uh in the 22nd game 
Did anything else interesting happen? There's funny thing is looking at, ba at looking at my notes from last week. I can I can steal a lot from it, and maybe we will, uh, for fun. Maybe I'll maybe I'll cheat. Uh, so let's go back and let's we're we're gonna create our own new uh, campaign. So we go back to our Notion notebook. We click generate session planning notes, and that generates a new one. That's a new feature, by the way, that I added uh, within the last few months, I think. And today is the 29 November uh, Sunday. DD. Do we want Eberron? Sure, whatever. Uh, review the characters. So here we are going to review. Oops. Uh, our Sunday characters. And um, I added a new feature uh, I'll talk about here. But so uh, these are the characters. I think they might all be coming again today. I don't know anybody that's out. Uh, we have Zarentir Delander, uh, a um, Dragonmark member of House Delander. He is a Storm Cleric, Storm Sorcerer, Storm Marked, Storm Guy who does a lot of things with storms. Um, he loves to do uh, lightning bolts with uh that are fully empowered and i'll tell you one way I, I can tell that i've grown up as a dm a little bit over the years is that when a character casts a high damage spell i love it like when they cast lightning bolt but they maximize it especially if i have a lot of creatures like a lot of times i'll throw more creatures than i really want and then i'm happy when they die and that's a little trick to like be happy like make it really hard to be worried and then be grateful and happy when they succeed uh, seems to be a way to do it. So the idea that like there's three wyverns and a CR 14 guy, um, that's hard. Uh, I get really happy when they find great ways to deal with them because I don't really want to deal with them. Right. I'm, I'm kind of happy to have the story move along. So that, that to me is like, you know, it shows that I'm not an attack. I, I feel like it shows that I'm not an antagonistic DM who, uh, is wants my monsters to win. I don't want the monsters to win. And I'm very happy when the players figure out how to kick their ass. Uh, we have Saber. Saber is a bounty hunter, um, uh, shifter monk of the Way of the Four Winds, who, uh, in her in his bounty hunter ways, has learned about Needle. So there's a there's a connection between Saber and Needle. We have Shift. Shift is one of the first. Oh God, I still owe Shift a. Oh, I suck. I'm gonna have to write something up. So. So, uh, homework that I've been supposed to do is that Shift knows about her last day. She had a missing day in her mind. And and I think it's a Manchurian candidate. So this might be a good, you know what we're going to do? We're going to spend a little time on that today. I am going to cheat and I'm going to steal a lot of stuff from last week's notes specifically so we can come up with Shift's last day. Um, lost day, I should say. Shift's lost day. So Shift is one of the first Warforged ever created. She was created in a joint operation between the, the, un, the nation of Karnath, who was using sort of necromatic power and um, kyber crystals and House Kenneth, who used that to create a new being from a mixture of organic material and um, uh, uh, artificer material. Uh, and she just recently uh, got a connection to um, Lady Elmaro, who, con who considers herself Schiff's grandmother, who said, I'll tell you about your last day and I'll tell you what you're going to do. Um, and I want to figure out what that is. I think it's a Manchurian candidate kind of thing. Uh, we have Shane Husk, famed novelist, uh, and, uh, uh hobgoblin wizard. Um, Shane is, uh, wrote all about the last war and tends to know a lot of things about the last war and the morning and, uh, this, the, the nation of sire. And so a lot of times when they're walking around these places, Shane Husk is aware of it. Uh, Banner. Uh, Banner is a Warforged follower of the Becoming God. Uh, he believes that they can actually create a god from a, uh, an art, a new god of Warforged. Uh, also, a former member of the Lord of Blades, and I think that that's going to come into play. Uh, and we have Arwen Chi Sizu. Uh, Arwen is a member of uh, she's a she's a latent dragon marked uh, member of House Civis, and her father uh, Hroon. Uh, had his personality moved into a crystal and that it is now embedded inside Banner's head. So Banner has Arwen's father in in Banner's head. Shift has her brother, Crash, and Lady Elmaro in her head. So we got a lot of people right. Oh, and, and Shane Husk has Lack 
uh, the magic orb that is also sentient. So we have like four extra sentient personalities uh, that are here, which I, I tell you, so it just, just occurred to me. I like sentient personalities embedded in other objects way more than I like NPCs because they don't have their own actions during combat. And you don't have to worry about where they are in a battle. So you can still have a lot of NPCs that interact with the characters that don't actually play as an NPC. So if you if you want, instead of NPCs, instead of in introducing NPC companions to the characters, um, introduce sentient magic items or other things, possessions. Boy, I've had a lot of players get possessed by stuff. Um, I think at the end of Tomb, Tomb of Annihilation, every character had one of the... Um, the little gods, what are they called? Um, I forget the name of the little gods, but they all had these personalities. And we always laughed about the one that would warn you of danger because it's like, there's danger ahead. It's like, I know I'm in the tomb of annihilation. I know there's danger ahead. People love that one. He was like, I got the best one because mine tells me when there's danger. And everyone's like, that's not useful. Um, so I, I added something to the character database that's now in the in the template. If you're using the template for your own campaign, you, might, you may want to modify it to add this. Uh, which is, uh, so I wanted to have a view uh, where I can um, see their passives and their trained skills and everything. But I added the language section. Uh, I, somebody, one of my, one of the people in Discord um, mentioned that they added languages. I was like, that's a really good idea. It's handy to know what languages the characters know without having to ask them. So instead of saying like, does anybody speak X? You can just put it in here. Uh, and it has a preset one. So I can go in here and pick any of the languages that I want. Um, and then you can see, like, I added quarry. So I can add weird languages, too. So um, so that is a, 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 you know, this, it doesn't look great on the small screen. Uh, but when I maximize it, I've got, like, a DM screen view that shows me passives, train skills, um, and languages. And I can then click, if I want to see anything about a character, I can click the link and bring up that, bring up that particular character uh, and see stuff like what items do they have and stuff like that. Really handy. Uh, so we have reviewed the characters. Let's go back to our notes. I can go check. Strong start, the Calarail. Uh, attacks. Uh, someone watches from a distance. So, um... Uh, pretty easy, strong start because I ended in the middle of a fight. Uh, they just got they, they were dealing with the wyverns, and now suddenly the Calarail shows up, and that's where he ended. Um, so not only did I end at the fight, I ended in the middle of a fight. We're not even losing initiative. One nice thing about running on D and D Beyond or on, on Discord is that we can stay in the same initiative order uh, and just start right where the battle started. It's sort of like keeping the map up. So that that works really well, I think. Um, so that's pretty straightforward. Uh, scenes uh, we have fight. With the Calarail. Um, we are have uh, the entrance to the Academy. Um, uh, and we have, uh, what's her name? Uh, Needle. And uh, Geneth. The broken docent. Uh, and then return to Karshak. And maybe if we get this far, and we might in one session, the trickster gods, that's the name of them, yes. Uh, I forgot the name of this NPC. Let me go back to my NPC because it's a pretty new NPC. Vallis. Uh, um, and then uh, the Glass Plateau. Glass Plateau. And then making... And then Claw Rift. So what I have there is the whole outline for the rest of the campaign, not just the next session. Um, I think everything up through Valis, we might be able to get done today. Maybe. We'll see. Because it's a lot, it could be a lot of conversations. It might, it might be that they don't have any more fights. Um, we'll see. 
Uh, I am at an advantage that I ran this section for my Wednesday group, so I kind of know a lot of the stuff that's going to happen. So what am I, what am I, or, or at least I know I, I'm, I have this stuff prepared. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know where things are going to go and who they're, who's, who's there and everything like that. So let me, let me describe this. So they're going to fight this creature, the Calarail. The Calarail has been destroying Karshak's um, uh, constructs that he's been sending to try to get back, um, uh, to try to get back uh, uh, my Senta. My Senta. Um, they go to the Academy of Eberron, which is in the middle of the city of Farragon. Uh, the Academy is this big busted up arcane Academy, uh, where there's the, uh, a huge statue of the progenitor dragon Eberron in the front, which is why it's known as the Academy of Eberron. It's actually sitting on top of old, um, Dakani ruins. It's sitting atop old Galifarian ruins, which are sitting on top of old Dakani ruins. It turns out this is a place of arcane power, right? There's a... Maybe there's a manifest zone below it, maybe there's something, but there's it's a it's a powerful source of arcane power, right? And I think I can use um, some of the uh, there's an arcane instability uh, thing here in Tasha's. Um, uh, supernatural regions, I believe one of these is um there's far realm there's blessed there's haunted there's infested but i think there is there's mirror uh psychic unraveling magic so this uh it's the unraveling magic one that um uh that i want to use uh as an environmental effect in um uh, in the Academy of Eberron that like it's kind of broke down and they know that magic runs weird here. So I don't know when it'll go, but you know, I think that's a, it. These are great, by the way. These are lots of fun. Um, it's like wild magic all the time. So that's going to happen in the Academy. In the Academy, Needle, head of, or head of the assassin group that is protecting Geneth. Uh, and she has... Um, She's looking to try to draw information out of my Senta as blackmail material. She, she expects that she can um, use my Senta's vast knowledge of Sire and of the morning to blackmail uh, people who cause the morning. You know, she thinks she can use it as leverage. That's why she wants it. But my Senta, which is, the, again, the personality of a powerful Warforged train, is in a docent, but the docent is broken. And Geneth Dorian cannot fix it. So there's this kind of interesting, you know, how the characters get involved with that is going to be interesting. They figure that out. I don't know how. They get back to Karshak, and Karshak takes Mycenta's personality, and they disappear for like eight hours. And suddenly come back, and it's not Karshak anymore, and it's not Mycenta. It's a new entity named Valis. Valis is the joint personality of Mycenta and Karshak. A little nicer than Karshak, uh, but still quite psychotic. I don't know about psychotic, but it's still dangerous. And it's the joining of these two personalities into one, right? And and um, and it says, "I made a deal. You know, we made a deal with you, and we will fulfill that deal. We will take you to the glass plateau." And they they drive out to the glass plateau and make their way to the city of making, and then claw rift, and then the, the end game of the campaign. Uh, so those are the kind of scenes. So secrets and clues, uh, because I want to spend time today on, um, on the last day on, on, on shifts, uh, lost day, I'm going to steal some secrets and clues from last week that I did not use yet. Normally I, I recommend redoing your secrets every, every week because, or every session because, um, it helps keep things fresh, but because time is an issue and I do want to spend some time on something else, I'm going to steal. I'm violating my own recommendation and carrying over secrets from one week to the next. Uh, so we'll go back to Sunday and we will, what we're going to do just for the time being is grab all of them and paste them in here. Um, 
Get it to Orion, hunt it down and retrieve my senses memory crystal and then fled into the Mornland. We don't need that. We already know that. Uh, Karshak has sent out dread riders to hunt Geneth Orion, but they were destroyed in the city of Faragon. We know that. That was already revealed. Uh, Geneth Orion is protected by House Therani agent named Needle. We know that. Uh, Geneth Orion and Needle went to Faragon because Warforge get eaten there by a Calarail. Um, I don't know if they know that. I'll keep that. The Calarail eats Warforge and Artificial Construct. It devoured four of Karshak's Dread Riders. We did reveal that. Geneth and Needle are holed up in the Academy. We know that. Academy of Evermore was built in, by Galifar hundreds of years ago and then taken over by Sire uh, 100 year, over 100 years ago. Um, I think we learned these. I think we know these, but I'll, I'll keep those. Um, my sentence memory crystal is intact, but her docent is broken. They don't know that. House Therani hopes to draw information. They don't know that. So we can get rid of these guys. And we can get rid of that one. And that gives us uh, five secrets already done. So we want to do five more. Uh, there's five. And we will, so what are our, what secrets might the characters discover? Uh, the Academy sits atop a manifest zone an un, that has gone unstable. It has become unstable since the morning. Uh, Mycenta, or not Mycenta, uh, um, Needle wants the information in Mycenta's memory crystal. Uh, Needle wants the information in Mycenta's memory crystal to blackmail um, high powered members of the noble houses of the what are they called the dragon marked houses for their crimes during the war uh what else uh do we know um uh the daughters of Sorakel. Uh, are they? Is it K A L L or K E L L? Is uh, K E L L? Daughters of Sorakel. Oh no! The daughters of Sorakel found making. Uh, and are beginning to mobilize there. Um, what else? Uh, what what other secrets? Two more secrets that we need. These could be things that Needle knows. Uh, they could be things that they could discover in the city of Faragon. Something that. Um, Um, Valis thinks there might she that they might be the manifestation of the becoming God. So I think the idea that Valis is still arrogant, you know, even when Mycenta and Karshak join, that they become something greater. Like perhaps we are the becoming God, right? Uh, so that could be interesting. What other, um, hmm, one last secret. The Lord of Blades is active in the Glass Plateau and making. Um, uh, I do want to do something with Lack. Um, Lack wants to get to Claw Rift. And thinks they can reconnect. Um, what's the dreamscape? The dreamscape world. Uh, Dalcor. 
with Eberron. All right, fair bit of secrets that we've got going on there. And no, oh, there might be secrets related to um, when we when we work on shifts lost day, we might come back with other secrets. Uh, so location. So one thing you'll note, and this is this is something I brought up before. I'm doing it to be a completionist. Um, but a lot of the locations and NPCs and stuff are already listed and linked elsewhere. So I'm kind of repeating myself, but what the hell? You know, hey, it's so easy to do. It's fun to do in Notion anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. So we have Farragon. The locations are the city of, oh, come on. The city of Farragon. Uh, we have the academy. Uh, academy of Eberron. We have um, Karshak. Uh, we have Glass Plateau. We have Making. We have Call Rift. Um, so those are our fantastic. Like, those are big ass locations too, right? Every one of these is like multiple places. Um, so like when I click my city of Farragon link, I've got the map of the city. I've got a bunch of like places named out and a bunch of encounters that are set up there. Uh, if I go to, uh, Academy of Eberron, uh, I've got a map here where I, where I labeled a bunch of like the rooms here, you know, just so I couldn't have it handy. So every one of these is sort of a bigger location, you know, car shack's the big train. I've got the picture at car shack. I got the maps. I've got locations of all the cars. So the nice thing in Notion is like I created all this stuff before making, uh, you know, I've got images of making, I've got locations of making, I've got, you know, a map. Uh, I think I even started creating a uh, point crawl and I'll probably redo this point crawl. I don't know if we're probably not going to be, able, maybe we'll, we might look at that today. Um, and uh, glass plateau, same thing, you know, images, the glass plateau, environmental facts in the glass plateau, weather, locations, encounters. Oh, I love that. I'm, that's the collector. We'll talk about that next week. Um, and my own little point crawl of the glass plateau. So lots of, you know, each of these locations are big on their own and have lots of things going on. Uh, so NPCs, um, I'm probably going to remove that, like check NPCs because in the template. Um, so NPCs, we have um, needle. Again, I'm repeating myself, right, uh, Geneth? But I guess it's handy to just have them in the location. Um, Karshak, or Mycenta. Karshak. Uh, the Daughters. Uh, Lady Elmaro. Um... Who else do we have? Uh, Lido, Lido's still alive. I'm kind of amazed he lived this long. I thought that somehow he'd have been killed. Uh, Lido, we have Lack. Did I did I do the right one? I have Lack. Lack is in a couple of places. Yes, everyone's taking one. Lots of NPCs. Um, yeah, not all these will come up, but I've got them. I've got them kind of ready. Uh, monsters. Uh, so uh, we have the Calarail. We have Wyverns. Um, we'll link to Wyverns here. And I forget, I did, I had some mutation for the Wyvern, but I don't remember what it was. So maybe we'll come up with a new mutation. Let's see, I can close that one now. Um, what's a fun oh i think i did i pick a grendel root mutation i think i picked a, muta a mutation from ruins of the grendel root but let's let's pull that out um i actually like the mutations i have in here better than the ones in the eberron book of course i would because they're my own uh but if we go back to god this book is so beautiful i love my own work uh black Hole locations structures uh 20 grendel root mutations let's roll on this uh, I can't get my dice. Oh, I got too many things going on my desk. My nice wormwood dice box. 
Grand Reputation. We'll roll twice just in case I don't like the first one. 19 and 3. <laughs> Too much stuff on my desk. Uh, 19. So these are mutations that the wyverns have. Uh, burst of the one below. That sounds cool. The creature can call upon the Grendelroot's thoughts of destruction. As an action, the creature can cast a shatter spell requiring no material components. If you recharge so it can cast shatter. I think that's pretty cool. Like, ah, boom. Psychic. They're, they're psychic. I think I had them as psychic. Um, uh, uh, they, they, you know, you could hear them in your mind. Um, So we have wyverns that can cast shatter. Um, we have the Calarail. Uh, we have Assassin Needle, who's an assassin. Uh, probably have a few assassins, I think. We're going to throw some assassins at him. Assassins are deadly and dangerous. Um, and they have the Mark of Shadow, uh, which is greater in viz. Uh, and darkness. Um, uh, we probably have veterans. Uh, we probably have mages. Um, these are the, the group that is protecting um, um, uh, I love the veteran stat block is a great stat block by the way. It's just a real good strong Strong, easy to use stat block. Three attacks, really great. Mages too. I like the mage. Uh, somebody get counterspelled. Goddamn counterspell. Um, but it burns their spell slots up. Uh, spies. Um, they probably have more spies. A spy. Uh, spy is a good low level, uh, good go low level monster. Um, will you run action economy of wyverns such that shatter is legendary? No, I'll probably just make shatter a bonus action. I'll, I'll let it shatter and attack. Uh, it depends on how many too, because like right now they're just facing one. If it flies around, it might just throw shatter and and try to hit uh, a group. So we'll see. I play it by ear. Um, number of actions is a dial you can turn. You know, be like, maybe I'll just let it do a spell as one of its, like it can do two attacks and a spell uh, is an option. So I think that that's a good pile of monsters. Like they're starting off in a great big fight. So I don't need to have a lot of other fights. I could roll some other random encounters, maybe depending on what kind of stuff they do. But I think, I think that that's pretty good. Um, treasure. So what treasure did I have previously? Um, I think I picked some treasure out previously that we might have again. Um, there is that like universal tool that I thought was great for uh, Warforged. And I think that would be something that um, uh, the all-purpose tool, the assassin's, yeah, this, right. These are all great. We're just going to copy those over. We're going to cheat from last week. Don't tell. But these are all, these are all just fine. Like we just never got that far, right? So, so that's pretty good. Scratch pad, uh, we take away uh, the other group. So I've got the initiative and I've got the marching order from last week. I think I also need to copy over uh, where things went. Um, yeah, so this is this is the, the one-dimensional battle map that I had um, from last week. And I'm going to paste that in here too so that we're, we're all sort of there. Uh, this has been my trick for like running combat is I will grab like the first few lines from the D&D Beyond thing. So if I want like a spy... Uh, I just grab like here and then paste it in. Um, and that way I've got the, I don't usually need the first couple of lines. That way I've got their AC and their hit points sort of in mind. It's, it's you know, that way when they're getting attacked, I know what their AC is. I know how many hit points they have. And then I, I don't paste that out, but then I'll mark it. So like I know that the wyvern here is AC 13 with 110. Uh, and I put the maximum hit points there too. So you could do the same thing. So like six times eight, five times eight is 40. Six times eight, 48. So you could have like 48 is the maximum hit points that a spy could have. Um, that way, if you want your spy to last a little longer, you know what their maximum hit points could be. Um, and certainly it could be as low as eight, 
right? You have an, a spy can have anywhere between eight and 48 hit points. Average is 27. Uh, I don't need to keep the spy though because the spy's not in that fight. The Calarail is. Uh, I could probably put the Calarail stats in here. I'm not going to bother right now. So that, you know, uh, is this the 28th? No, that's the 27th. This is the 29th. Uh, so it looks like I'm pretty ready to go, right? I think... I think I've got everything I need. Um, we were talking earlier about like improving, like how do you improv with this? And you can see, like, I don't know what these scenes are going to be like. Uh, I know when they get to the front of the Academy of Eberron, there'll probably be some spies that are keeping an eye on them. There's probably spies spying on them while they're fighting the Calarail. Um, so then like, how do they approach that, right? The situation is the Academy of Eberron is there. There are spies and guards watching it. Uh, and inside is um, Needle, and a bunch of other assassins that are protecting um, Geneth Dorian, and the party has to decide how they're going to deal with it. Talk their way in, fight their way in, charm people, you know, sneak in from a back entrance. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. So um, we're building the situation, and we're going to let them figure out how to go through it. So that is uh, that. Now let's talk about. Let's go all the way back. Go to my Sunday characters, and we're going to talk about shift. Well, open shift is a new page, right? Uh, so, yeah. So here, I, I wrote some stuff before. Um, I don't know if I like it. Um, I don't know if I like it, but uh, my thought was that. So, so who is shift? So shift was a human probably and maybe she had uh, you know she was either dying or she was wounded or something happened and they used her to uh fuse with warforged artificer technology to create the first warforged or one of the first uh probably not injured or because her brother the same thing happened to her brother crash um so shift and crash were two beings two warforged created by uh, Karnath, the nation of Karnath and um, House Kenneth during the war. It was a joint operation. And Bre I think House Kenneth was allied with Breland at the time, but they didn't, they probably, they, all the five nations were not real. They were very, very precarious ground. This is probably early on in the last war. So when they built her, uh, they built Crash and Shift together. And then Crash was given to Karnath and became a, you know, worked side by side with Lady Elmaro and became a member of the, the, the Emerald Claw and, conduct, and made, did all kinds of terrible stuff in the name of Karnath and the Emerald Claw. And then was thrown aside along with Lady Elmaro and the rest of the Emerald Claw when Karnath outlawed them at the end of the war. So... You know, you can think of him like Winter Soldier from Captain America, right? He was the Winter Soldier. And so then he, next time we run into him, he's in Sharn uh, getting ready to blow up the city, trying to get the Weapon of Mourning so he can blow up the city on behalf of the Emerald Claw and create tremendous amounts of, you know, kill everybody and then make them all undead. That was his big plan. Didn't work out. The party beat him. They got his crystal, found out he was Shift's brother. Uh, and 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 saw that he you know worshipped his grandmother and everything like that. So then, that all went away, and now Shift is able to communicate with Lady Omaro. And Lady Omaro says, "You know, I'm your grandmother." And she says, "I have this day. There's a day in my back. You know, a, 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 there's a day missing. I have all my memories of everything that happened, but I'm missing a day. What happened in that day?" My thought is that Lady Omaro worked with Vincent D. Kenneth. Silas Deaconeth, her grandfather, and they said, you know, we want to have a fallback weapon. We don't know how the war is going to go, and we want to have a fallback weapon. So we know that shift is going to go to Breland when Crash is going to um, Karnath. But we're going to build a failsafe in her that in a, in a certain set of circumstances, in a certain situation, she will act on our interests and she will do what we want to do. And I don't know what that is, but now Lady Omaro told her 
And so I want to tell the player, I want to tell Juliet, uh, the player, uh, what, what Lady Omaro said. And I'm thinking it's a Manchurian candidate style thing. Um, the Fruity Odie bar commercial. Yeah. From, from Serenity. I think that, um, you know, crash. I, I think the answer is that Lady Omaro and Silas planned on the same. Um, they both won the same thing, which is they want the weapon uh, to go back to the Emerald Claw. And Lady Omaro says, like, look, you're you're you know, we didn't know if you'd ever be in the right position, but we but you're in the right position now. And um, I think that when when the time comes, you're going to have the option to take the weapon or to take the magic that can create the weapon. You take it and you bring it back to me, to Lady Omaro. And, you know, when you give it to me, um, your your destiny will be fulfilled. And now it's up to Juliet to decide if Shift is going to go back with her family, like your family, right? You're, you're, you know, this is family. You, you are not an agent of Breland. You are an agent of Karnath, and, and now you are an agent of the Emerald Claw. And we want the weapon, and we want you to bring it to us. And then you'll be welcome back into the family. I think that's kind of where we want to go. And then I don't know how Juliet will. Probably she'll, uh, you know, she'll be like, no, suck it, right? I'm staying here. Uh, we are the future, Eric. I don't know what that's from. You have to, what, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get your reference. So does that sound cool? You know, like, so you want to do something like this, but you still want to put the, you know, I want to put it back in her hands. This isn't a mind control thing. I'm not going to take her character over. It's just, this is why you were actually built. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I think that that could be, I think that that could be a fun thing to do. And I think that, so essentially, you know, this is the lost day. Um, and I think that this works on this. The war is over, says your grandmother, Lady Amaro, but a new war will come and this isn't over. I know, says your grandfather, Silas de Kenneth, but we can, we, we can stop it. We have the weapons at hand. They are but two. There are thousands of Warforged now. Your house has seen to it. And then, you know, um, Silas says, not like these. Crash and shift are different. They sit on the borders of three worlds, humanity constructed and undeath. They are, they are the keys, these two. Um, Lady Omaro says, you better be right. I paid your house a lot of money. I gave you a great deal of, of your knowledge, of our knowledge. Hundreds sacrificed themselves literally to give you these two hearts of Kyber. And Silas says, I am right. I, I am right, but we have to be careful. Take Crash with you. He, he, you know, he, he can serve you in finding out what happened on the day of the morning. He is your blunt instrument. He will get the job done. And the other, and she says, she is a stiletto. She stays with Vincent and Sharn. Her time will come. So... That was the lost day, right? Um, though she serves Breland, though she will serve Breland, um, her heart will always be with Karnath. Um... And then we will do a um, some a break, and um, Lady Omaro's voice, or Lady Omaro, appears once again in Shift's mind. Um. Lady Omaro's appearance uh, appears once again in Shift's mind in the present day. Uh, Karnath heart was not with us. They discarded us uh, like a broken spear. They outlawed us. They outlawed our very existence. 
but we can be something again. Um, uh, but we can get, we, um, but we can, but we can exist again with your help. Your brother, I sent your brother to, to find the weapon of mourning. But he failed. You um, are closer than we could have imagined. We could have imagined. Um, Uh, at some point, the weapon or the power, the weapon or the power, magic, or materials to make it will be within your grasp. Take it. Find me. We will be a family once again. And with the weapon in our power, with the weapon in our power, uh, no one can outlaw us again. With the weapon of our power, no one can, can no one can try to destroy us again. We can be our own nation. One they cannot ignore. That is your destiny. That is why Silas and I created you. That is why we left you in Breland. We hid you in Breland. I think that's good. Uh, Lady Omara appears once again and shifts mind in the present day. Karnath's heart is not with us. Karnath's heart was not with us. They discarded us like a broken spear. They outlawed our very existence. But we can exist again with your help. I sent your brother to find the weapon of mourning, but he failed. You are closer than we could have imagined. At some point, the weapon or the power, magic, or materials to make it will be within your grasp. Take it. Find me. We will be a family once again. With the, with the weapon of, in our power, no one can, can try to destroy us again. We can be our own nation, one they cannot ignore. That is your destiny. That is why Silas and I created you. That is why we hid you in Breland. Um, I kind of want to end with the family part. Find the weapon. Find the weapon. Take it. Find me. And we will be a family once again. Um, I think that's pretty good. Hello, kitty. I have a, I have a needy cat. Uh, does that feel cool? So people on Twitch, help me out here, man. Does that sound cool? If that was the background your character got, would you be like, man, that's cool? Is there anything where I'm taking agency away? I don't wanna I don't wanna hurt somebody's plan, but stop it. You're a naughty cat. You're a naughty kitty. Get up there. Um You know, is there a She's still got the, you know, I'm not taking control. She can decide if she wants to do it, but that's what her lost day is. Her lost day is that she's actually a secret weapon of Karnath. I think that's kind of cool. So I'm going to mail that to her.
Um, yeah, I think she'll dig it. Uh, so what else? Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about? Um, so at some, some point, I only have about five minutes left in this show. I want to keep it to an hour. Um, so I'm probably not going to get into the point crawl of making, uh, but at some point I want to spend some time, uh, doing the point crawl making. I'll give a sneak preview. Uh, where did I do this? Oh, I gotta find it. Um, did I do it for, let me take a look. I go to Eberron and I go to uh, locations and let's try making. You're right, kitty. My cat gonna yak on TV in front of everybody. That'll, that'll get people to watch. Poor kitty. Kitty's gonna yak. <laughs> Don't yak in front of everybody, kitty. There's 50 people watching you yak. Oh, no, you're all right. <laughs> oh. You gonna be okay? Wagging your tail. Can't be that bad. Oh, cats. Um, no, it wasn't in here, so it must be in making. Let's, let's go to making. Uh... Uh, open. Yeah. Okay. So graph viz. So uh, here's a here's a little trick. We'll do we'll do five minutes on this. Uh, I wanted a tool that could make graphs for point crawls, and I found after hours of research, I finally found a tool called graph viz. And graph viz, uh, you you give it a specific format. It's kind of a nerdy format of what all the locations are and you can paste it in um and it draws the graph out um it doesn't really fit the window can i that's a little bit better although you can't hardly see the text uh and i can't i don't think i can make that smaller that's a bummer um so an example is, uh, it, it just, it draws all the connections. So if I was gonna do a different uh, version of this, uh, so somebody, ah, here, Scipio's got a question. Yesterday you talked about wanting to jacquet the point crawl more. How do you think about the pros and cons of these design features or get it a point P? To me, and, and your question, I think, would players get frustrated with dead ends, loops, et cetera, when they mostly want to get to the end point? Uh, I, I think if there's enough for them to explore and enjoy at each of the locations, it'll be cool. The dead end will be cool if they if they feel like they um, learn something there. You don't want them to, you mostly don't want them to feel like they got um, ripped off or they or they you know, had to do like you don't want to fight with no gain. So if they if they go to a place and they find a magic item and they go to a place and they find a secret or clue. They, there was an, you know, you want them to get something from having gone there. You don't want them to waste their time. And loops can be cool because they can realize like, oh, and and so I'm playing, um, uh, what's that new Star Wars game? You know, uh, hang on, uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I'm playing. I picked it up for um, on Black Friday, and I've been playing it on my PC. And uh, it is a uh, Dark Souls style Star Wars game, which is actually pretty cool. Only has a difficulty setting, which for old guys when we were playing our Dark Souls and we don't want to fight the same boss forever. It's really nice. And um, they have levels with a lot of loop loopbacks and secret doors and things that kind of get you back. And as soon as you find one, you're like, oh, so much easier getting from point A to point B when there's this door here and we didn't have to go through that whole place. So I think that there's kind of options for that. And that's actually what I want to do with making is like I want to uh, create a uh, version of making. Like I don't, I don't like this layout i think it's too linear and and too interconnected and i think it's cooler when um you have different different places to go so you know we know we're going to have the gates of making uh so the cool bit is is graph is uh tool is the one that can actually render these uh views uh with nothing but the input that you see here uh so we have our gates of making so i have all these different locations right 
I know I want that. Uh, I know that in the middle of it, probably, um, I, I, you know, I think that um, uh, having the impaled at the front door, boy, it made an arrow and I don't want it to make an arrow. How do you, how do you make notion not turn something into something? It just turned it into an arrow and I don't want that. Um, yeah, the auto, the auto building is not going to work. I'll have to figure that out. Um, uh, is there a way to see, uh, the way that the content was, that was copied and pasted is created? Um, see the way that the content that was copied and pasted today as it was created. Yeah. So that's what I want to make. The only problem is I can't, I can't figure out how to make these dumb arrows without it auto rendering the arrow. Okay. So I guess I have to copy and paste it myself. That sucks. There's some auto filling that notion is doing. That's not helpful. So I don't want to have that. I know I'm going to have the next spot be the impaled, but I think that the next part I'm going to have is um, I'm going to have it go to uh, claw rift, right? So they can go right up to claw rift. They just can't get inside it yet. You said you created, uh, no, I did not create this on stream. Uh, I did this when I was trying to figure it out, but you're watching me do one right now. So if you think about it, like that is a super small network, right? It's three places. If we put it in the graph is, um, and run it, uh, syntax error near quote. Uh, oh, I forgot. A, I forgot a quote. Yeah, there's, there, there's your network, right? Uh, however, um, uh, that isn't super useful. So one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to lock Claw Rift. They cannot get into Claw Rift unless they have s s something. Like I think Claw Rift will be surrounded by some kind of f shell of force that the daughters of Sorakala put into play, and they're going to have to bust out that that shell in order to get into Claw Rift. You know, I'm gonna. I think I'm going to do something like that. Luckily, neither of my groups are there yet. Um, but I think that's what we're, what we're going to do. Um, so then we have some other places, uh, if you go, so the impale, oh, I'm missing the quote, right? Um, so the impaled can go to other locations as well. So, uh, the impaled can go to the fallen Colossus and the daughter's, the, the daughter's earth mode, uh, and to Claudler. So we're actually going to take this same sentence that I had, and that's another path, right? Uh, if we paste that into graph is... Uh, graphviz.it. Now we've got a whole other, you know, a whole other path. So you can go straight to the impaled, but you can also go to Fallen Colossus and Daughter's Earth Mode. That one you might have to do because, um, um, because I think the Daughter's Earth Mode is where you're going to have to, you know, there's a shell surrounding Claw Rift that, you, that the Daughter's Earth Mode put in place. You're going to have to go to the Daughter's Earth Mode break in in order to get there. Uh, I think that's cool. I think that, um, the, there's another path. Um, the Fortress of Blade. This path looks pretty good, too. Um, whoops. If we put this path in here. So now you can go. Why? Uh, I must have misspelled something. Oh, because Gates of Making isn't there twice. We don't need that. There you go. Um, so you can kind of see that there's these different different ways. I think actually if we take this one and put it in the middle. Yeah. So now we've got, you can see that there's this sort of, you know, other, other paths uh, that can exist. Uh, and then there can be things off of it. So like um, the Shattered Laboratory. Um, so we have this one. Um, but I think um, so off of the impaled, uh, we could have the living weird and then the silver the silver flame. Uh, this could be a whole different path. Let's see what this does. Oh, so I was gonna put this in, in the middle just so it um, 
Oh, and again, I have that problem. Gates of making is in there twice. I don't know why. So now we have a whole different like subpath over here, right? The shattered laboratory. And maybe the shattered laboratory uh, can connect back to or the 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 silver the the silver flame spire. Um, maybe it can connect to claw rift. I don't know. Anyway, I, I think we're gonna play around with this next week, uh, and I might I might toy with it offline to get some ideas. But I wanted to show there's some fun syntax you can do with GraphViz to generate point crawls, and and it generates them automatically. And the nice thing is you, you can then save you can save the diagram. Um, and um, uh, I guess it won't let me. It won't let me open it up in the same window. Uh, let's see. Downloads. So you, it, it then gives you a ping that you can then throw into something else. So you can see how you can build sort of a, a, a point crawl of a location about how they get from one place to the other. Uh, and how they interconnect, and then uh, kind of these interesting ways of doing things. So we were talking about point crawls before. Uh, we're going to talk about this more when we get closer to the the gates of making. When we get to the when we get to making itself. This is all a, how to crawl around a city, uh, and we'll we'll talk about it then. So in the meantime, uh, I want to thank everybody for coming today. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, lots of interesting stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for where the game is going. We're getting close to the end. Uh, I will say that when we're done with this, it's probably a few weeks away. Uh, they, they've got some they got some time. I'd like to get them to like 12th level before they're done. So I think we've got some, some time ahead, a few weeks, probably the rest of the year. Uh, but then we'll be doing um, uh, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. So uh, if you are curious about how Rhyme of the Frostmaiden uh, plays out, uh, we will be, I will be doing my game prep for that. And that'll be in the next 7, 8, 10, 12 months. We'll see how long it goes. So I want to thank everybody for coming today. I always appreciate having uh, such great support in Twitch, uh, you know, ideas and questions and everything. That is all great. And uh, I want to thank you all for coming and have a great day.